Coming up on this week's show, we review books, movies, and talk about some TV. Welcome to the Big Gay Fiction Podcast, the show for readers and writers of gay romance fiction. If you can read it, write it, watch it, or listen to it, these two guys are going to talk about it. Now, here are your hosts, Jeff Adams and Will Knauss. Welcome to episode 84 of Jeff and Will's Big Gay Fiction Podcast. I'm Jeff from jeffadamswrites.com. And I'm Will from willknauss.com. This week's episode is sponsored in part by listeners just like you. We'll have more information on how you can help support the show in just a few minutes. Awesome. Yes. Welcome. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Your voice is like an octave lower today. <laughs> I just noticed that while we were doing the intro. <sighs> We're both a little under the weather. Both have some allergy, something, something going on. So. I, uh, I think the travel back from Atlanta um, took us down. So Or something, or there's pollen here, or pollen we brought back, or something. Poor Will started feeling a little rough midweek, and then it kind of hit me yesterday. Uh, well, no, Friday. I think it hit me Friday into Saturday, into Saturday morning, so... Mm. We will do our best not to cough in your ear, dear listeners. Yes, we will power through just for you. Arr. We're here and we're getting down to business. So tell us, sir. Give us an update on uh, the never, literally the never-ending revisions. I think you've been revising for a million billion years now. It seems that way, but <laughs> I, I think working in these YA cyber thrillers, it's there's more plot than a typical romance mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, and it has to be seated and managed correctly. And I got some excellent feedback about the what's really the 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 crux of the story and getting through like the finale and everything um, from my writers group yes. a couple of weeks ago. And I've been trying to revise to tighten that up and make it mm-hmm. you know more tense and more punchy and cool. Yeah, so. I think I will actually be done with these particular revisions in the coming week, and then I'll move on to some of the more boring things, like looking for passive verbs and taking out the words that I use way too much, and mm-hmm. like just and that and uh, what's my other one? I have another one in there too, but just and that are my two big overused words. Oh, really? <laughs> that would be my other one. So that's that's what the next week will bring, and then somewhere on Mackinac, you know, in week. Two of release, I think it is. Um, yeah, continue to get some some nice reviews. I'm I'm pleased uh, with the reviews that are out there, and uh, thanks to everybody who has read it so far and picked it up. And uh, if you have it and have and have read it and haven't done a review yet, please consider leaving one uh, at your favorite review locale, whether it's Amazon, Goodreads, Barnes and Noble, or wherever. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, speaking of RT, and of course we did that just a moment ago because we might be blaming RT for getting us sick. I don't blame RT. Blame Atlanta? I blame the, the travel. The tra- okay, that's fair. Uh, we wanted to recommend a couple of podcasts that have come out in the last week uh, that further document RT experiences. Uh, Smart Podcast Trashy Books, episode 246, features Sarah Wendell and the smart bitches that were in Atlanta talking about RT in a show that it sounds like they probably recorded Friday morning from what we could tell from listening to the episode. Because uh, they mentioned things like the tornado warning that we were all told was over, but that we never knew that we needed to take cover for, which was exciting. And uh, so they talk about some things that they had been doing during the week. And I, f- I found their take on RT to be fun and 
you know, they were, since there was a, an army of them, they were spread out more than we were and had a, a broader viewpoint, I think, than we did is a fair thing to say. And of course, we love Sarah. We got to meet Sarah. I don't think we mentioned this last week. We actually got to meet Sarah at the social media fair, mm-hmm. which was pretty darn cool. Uh, we like her podcast. We like what she does for the romance genre as a whole. So it was very cool to spend a few minutes with Sarah. I think one of my regrets at RT is that we could not get ourselves into uh, the smart podcast live taping that they did. Yeah, that would have been fun. Yeah, but they're actually airing that episode. I believe it's next week on Smart Podcast, which uh, drops their new episodes on Friday. So check that out. We will have a link to episode 246 in the show notes as well. Uh, we also want to mention Kobo, Kobo Writing Life podcast episode 82, which is part one of their RT coverage. Uh, as we talked about last week, Mark Lefebvre, uh, who is the director of self-publishing and author relations for Kobo, uh, interviewed us uh, with a Facebook Live. That ended up in the podcast, uh, as well as several other authors he talked to. And other interesting guests like Dan from Drafted Digitals in that episode and uh, Chloe from Written Word Media talking about author, author promotions. So we got a link in the show notes to that uh, KWL podcast. And I think they'll have at least part two probably next week on that episode, on that podcast. So check that out. Yeah. And just a really quick note, um, we've had several nice messages about the presentation we did at RT and some follow-up questions. Um, if you are interested in taking a peek at the presentation we did at RT, detailing, um, it's been a week and I've forgotten. What is, what how we... to be a good guest on a podcast, <laughs> yes, and how also to... <laughs> uh, how to go about starting your own show. Exactly. If you're curious about either of those two subjects, you can check out the PDF that we have available. It is at biggayfictionpodcast.com slash podcasting101. Perfect. And we want to give a congrats to Katie, uh, who was the winner of the Cheesecake Boy coloring pages that are signed by Paul Richmond, Aaron Anderson, and Will. She noted back in her email that she's going to be looking for a place to hang those up in her home. Oh my goodness gracious. (laughs) (laughs) Send us a picture of that if you want, Katie, when you're done. We'd love to see where they end up. Personally, I think those things should end up on the fridge. Because coloring kind of belongs on the fridge in a way. Yes, yes. I'm glad you like them, Katie. Uh, and stay tuned, because we'll be unveiling an all-new giveaway Ooh, mm-hmm. in just a few minutes. Yeah. Uh, right now, we want to th- send a really big thank you to our newest patrons, Mary and Shannon. Thank you so much for joining us, Mary and Shannon. Welcome aboard. We appreciate you, uh, as well as everyone who takes time out of their week to listen to the podcast. Now, you can help support the Big Gay Fiction Podcast with a monthly pledge through Patreon. For as little as 25 cents an episode, your pledge can help pay for the costs of producing and distributing this podcast. And for fans who pledge at the silver and gold levels, you'll have the exclusive opportunity to ask questions of our upcoming guests. Thanks to everyone who helped us meet our most recent monthly goal. We will be... be yeah. I yes. I, oh, I was so close to getting through this. Oh, just go go uh, for it. We were, through. <laughs> um, let me go through. Let me say thanks one more time to everyone who helped us meet this month's monthly goal. We are going to be recording a uh, bonus show for May, and it'll premiere this Tuesday, May sixteenth. Available only on Patreon. Mm-hmm. This month we've got um, some summertime book recommendations and mm-hmm. uh, a couple of surprises. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, 
We'll see what we put we'll together. See, we'll there. see what we come up with. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say that. For more details on becoming a patron, go to patreon.com slash biggayfictionpodcast. And uh, we hope to see you there. Whether you prefer to spend your summer vacation poolside, at the beach, or in the air-conditioned comfort of home, we've got the books that'll keep you turning pages all summer long. And now to the Big Gay Fiction Podcast Sweet Summer Fun Paperback Giveaway. We're giving you the chance to win four terrific books by two amazing authors. The prize pack includes paperback copies of Aiden's Journey and Sex, Love, and Video Games by C. Jane Elliott, as well as Dumb Jock and Trust Me by Jeff Erno. To enter, go to the show notes page for this episode at BigGayFictionPodcast.com or visit the official giveaway page at BigGayFictionPodcast.com slash summer. If you can't get enough of stories filled with young love, self-discovery, and happily ever afters, then you're not going to want to miss out on this. Go to BigGayFictionPodcast.com slash summer before the rafflecopter ends on Sunday, June 11th. Even though you were feeling a little under the weather this week, you did get a book read. I did. I recently finished the novella by Annabeth Albert. Um, really super quick. Um, when we were at RT, I almost had an opportunity to uh, meet Annabeth during her meet and greet signing. Uh, and I would have stood in line to say hi, but uh, I was running late for a panel and couldn't quite get there. Luckily, while we were sitting at our little table at the social media fair, Annabeth came by and said hi and said that she's seen the show and she enjoys it. So thank you so much for stopping by and saying hello, Annabeth. Indeed, that was cool. And I have finally read one of your books. (laughs) Uh, I've known who you are for quite some time, uh, but your uh, Portland Heat series uh, has been sitting on my TBR for far too long and I have remedied that situation this week. So, I started with Portland Heat number one, Served Hot. Now, this uh, novella is a story of Robbie and David. Robbie is the first person narrator of our story. He is the charming barista who kind of owns and operates his own coffee cart. And he has eyes for David, who stops by every day uh, to get his coffee. And, um... It's a pretty, how do I want to say this? It's a pretty straightforward setup, Uh, you know, a barista and the straight-laced guy that he falls for, sort of like the, you know, uh, the thousands of coffee shop alternate universe fan fictions that we've seen Mm. a million times before. But where I think this story goes a little bit deeper is that... Um, as we get into the story and through Robbie's narration, we kind of get, uh, more insight into who they are as people. And, uh, in this particular relationship, um, it's progressing a little slower than Robbie wants. David is the more hesitant one. Um, in both of their cases, they've been burned by love before, but in Robbie's cases, uh, and in his, his, his case specifically, um, he feels that uh, after his previous bad relationship, he is looking for something better, and he thinks that's going to be David. In David's case, he's been burned by love in a rather significant way, and that makes him gun-shy. So there's some sort of tension there with how quickly their relationship mm-hmm. is moving forward. 
it does eventually move forward and they do work things out and have their happily ever after. I really enjoyed this uh, first in the series, the Portland Heat series by Annabeth Albert, Served Hot. I highly recommend it. Cool. I will put that on my TBR. Cool. I assume it's in the cloud somewhere. It is. Gotta love the things that are in the cloud. So, I haven't read anything. Well, actually, I am reading. I just haven't finished anything to talk about this week. Um, But I did want to talk about some TV stuff going on. Uh, This week it was announced by ABC that The Real O'Neills, which has been around for two seasons, was canceled. Wasn't entirely too surprising to get the news, uh, given that casting news had been out that a couple of their lead actors had been cast in other shows. That's always a, a sign that something's failing. Uh, and, of course, the ratings weren't awesome. But I'm sad to see the show go. Um, I really enjoyed this. Uh, it was often funny, sometimes touching. Had a nice little bit of family drama that kind of weaved its way through in this tale of a of a Catholic family where the parents were divorcing and yet still living in the same in the same house, or at least on the same property, depending on which episode you were watching. Uh, and they're... Uh, teenager who came out and the quirky uh, was it older brother and younger sister because Noah, Noah was the in between on that uh, I really liked it I'm sorry to see it go uh, I think it's sad that we're losing what was overall a positive gay teen portrayal on TV especially inside of a Catholic family so we'll miss you real O'Neills. sad uh, on some other shows that we're actually watching um, we have taken to watching Nate and Jeremiah by Design on TLC, which is a home renovation show hosted by Nate Burkus and his husband, Jeremiah Brandt, I believe is his last name. Um, basically, they are looking for couples who have bought a house that's become a money pit for them, whether they've been doing renovation in it and maybe have you know, rooms totally demolished that they haven't finished in like six or ten years. Or they've acquired a house and they don't really know what to do with it to turn it into the home of their dreams. So it's a little bit home renovation, a little bit at times relationship renovation, which of course I think Nate's really good at from his time on Oprah. He understands kind of how that thing works. Uh, What I love about this show is just watching Nate and Jeremiah work together. Um, And how their dynamic works and how they approach design projects and how they approach working with these people. And each episode, you also get a little bit of their home life with their daughter, Poppy, who I think is maybe two, mm-hmm. two-ish. Um, they're an adorable family. I've come to really like this show. They are six episodes in as of this particular week that we've just watched. I don't know how many more there are in this season, but I highly recommend you check it out. Saturdays, 9 p.m. Eastern on TLC. Any thoughts on this particular program? Because you've been enjoying it, too. Um, yeah. Um, despite the the fact that TLC tends to shine a light on the frankly you know the dregs of humanity, um, <laughs> um, yeah, the I don't know. Uh, it's surprising to me that this is on TLC. I'll uh, be honest. Other than Bravo, there's like no yeah no other um, network is quite as classy as TLC. Anyway, I will say that I was very hesitant about starting this show. Um, mainly because of the concept of, uh, you know, uh, you know, a pair of gay designers swooping in to fix the lives of, you know, helpless heterosexuals is pretty tired and done and embarrassing. And, uh, I really wasn't interested in seeing that. 
Um, you know, mm-hmm. who needs who needs Queer Eye 2.0? We don't need that anymore. Um, and to that is technically what this show is. Yes. I mean, that would be the, you know, TV guideline description. But I think where the show actually excels uh, is with Nate and Jeremiah uh, as hosts and personalities. Um, we get, a, I think, I feel like a real genuine idea of who they are as people, as a couple, uh, and as designers, they're very they're smart and they're passionate about what they do. Um, so I so I really I'm really really into this show more than I thought I would. Be. Yeah, and I think also it's it's a look at them as dads because uh, their their moments with their daughter are pretty freaking adorable. Puppy's the cutest little pumpkin. I swear, yeah, she she's, really is. She's adorable. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's a good show. It's a good show. Yeah, I think you could pick it up. We'll have a link on the TLC website too because I think you could pick it up on. On demand as well. Uh, Team Ninja Warrior. I think longtime listeners know that we love our Ninja Warrior uh, a lot and are looking forward to the regular American Ninja Warrior episode starting up uh, later this month once the voice is done. Uh, Team Ninja Warrior, which was introduced last year, has turned out to be really super amazing this year. Uh, The team concept being that you've got teams of two men and one woman uh, who make up some of the most elite ninjas that are out there. In, comp- in the regular competition, running on a course where they're racing to get through the same obstacles. Uh, it's It's been amazing this year watching some of the just, I mean, right to the tenth of a second wins that have come out in some cases, and some spectacular losses, too, where people get going too fast, and even the most elite ninja going too fast can fall on their face. And, and fall in the water and you know, have bad things happen. Uh, it's been a really dynamic season. And if you're not watching this competition, where there's plenty of hot man candy to look at, too, let's face it, uh, Tuesdays at 10 o'clock on USA, uh, you could tune in for what's become really edge-of-your-seat sports competition is how I feel about it. Will's nodding over here, too, holding holding on to his voice a little bit. Um also, I want to talk about musicals on TV. There's been a whole list of musical announcements, uh, as both NBC and Fox have seemed to really gravitate towards the concept of live musicals on TV. Uh, we already know that uh, NBC in December is doing Bye Bye Birdie uh, with J-Lo in the uh, Cheetah Rivera role. Uh, NBC has also just announced this week that for Easter 2018, they're going to do Jesus Christ Superstar. Not to be outdone, Fox this week announced uh, the musical version of A Christmas Story, which was on Broadway, I believe, in maybe 2011, and is written by uh, your Oscar winners, uh, Pasek and Paul, who, of course, won an Oscar this year for La La Land, and are nominated for a Tony this year for Dear Evan Hansen. That's going to be on Fox in December of this year. And then they also announced uh, for a future date, which I would imagine is probably either in the spot they did Rocky Horror or December for uh, 2018, uh, they're going to do Rent. Now, I think A Christmas Story is going to be adorable. Don't get me wrong. I love Grease on Fox. They did a tremendous job with that. I think A Christmas Story is an easy translation to television. I'm really concerned about Fox taking on Rent because this is a musical about AIDS and drag queens and... 
all these other things that were going on with the AIDS crisis in the late 90s and doing an accurate portrayal of this musical. We'll see how it turns out and who they cast in it and how it turns out. I I hope it's great like Grease and not mediocre like Rocky Horror was. Uh, and I've seen plenty of Jesus Christ Superstar revivals and attempts that are just hideous. Uh, the two Broadway revivals ago where somehow machine guns worked into the staging of it was kind of ludicrous. So I hope NBC takes care with JCS and presents something that is new to the eye, but also more true to the original than some of the things that we've seen uh, before. Thoughts on these musicals coming up? Um, <clears throat> no. And am, no. am I being skittish for no reason? Um, yeah. I mean, if they're great, then they're great. If they suck, then they suck. There's nothing we can really do about <laughs> it. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Uh, I don't really have too much to say. There you go. And, of course, we um, also get to see How Dirty Dancing Gets Remade by ABC uh, coming up just next week on May 24th. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about that after that airs because you know that'll be in the DVR to check out and see what ABC does to baby. So while you've been a little under the weather this week, you've been doing some movies as well. Yeah, uh, the first movie I want to talk about is Esteros. It's an Argentinian film from 2016. And if you enjoyed some of the movies we've recommended before, like Lazy Eye or Weekend, I think you'll probably be into Estros as well. Because like those other films, it's um, essentially about two men reconnecting uh, over... And during the course of the film, it takes place over a... Uh, a, a what's the word I'm looking for? Concentrated period of time? A short mm. period of time. Anyway, so in Estros, uh, we meet Jero and Matthias who run into each other through happenstance. They knew each other as children, and they sort of uh, reconnect over uh, a couple of days during the holidays. Um, uh, Matthias and Jero uh, used to spend summers at Jero's uh, parents' farm. Uh, It's kind of out in the middle of nowhere, right next to uh, an estuary, hence the name of the movie. Uh, And it was during the their youth that they kind of uh, had a sort of innocent love affair when they were uh, young young kids uh, and then through through circumstances they they haven't seen each other for 10 years um, Jero has sort of remained the free spirit that he was uh, as a kid where Matthias is sort of gone in a very different direction. Uh, and he's spent the past decade becoming the person other people want him to be. And so during their time together, uh, they go back to the farm and they reconnect and fall back in love. And it's really sort of... Uh, it is a love story, but it's also about, I guess, maybe rediscovering who you are or who you were meant to be. Mm. The movie itself sort of hops uh, back and forth in time between present day and uh, when uh, Jiro and Matthias were kids to sort of give you insight into the sort of 
complicated and intimate nature of their relationship. Mm, okay. I really, really enjoyed it. It's a pretty chill, relaxed, kind of quiet film. So uh, if you're into that, I highly recommend you check out Esteros. Now, another movie I want to recommend is The Way He Looks from 2014. Uh, it's another foreign film. And this one uh, is about two teenagers, uh, Leonardo and Giovanna. They're, they're BFFs. Uh, they essentially grown up together. Uh, Leonardo is blind and, um, uh, his friend Giovanna is sort of, uh, there for him, uh, all the time. Uh, in fact, everyone is there for Leonardo all the time. Uh, since he's blind, he needs a lot of help doing stuff and he's, you know, a teenager and he's growing up and he wants some independence, which is only natural. So he's sort of pushing back against that. And into the situation comes the new boy in school, Gabriel. Uh, Gabriel and Leonardo and Giovanna kind of become friends. Uh, and then through circumstances and as the, the story develops um, and a school project leads Leonardo and Gabriel to get to know each other better. And they end up uh, falling in love. This movie was uh, based on a short film from a couple of years earlier. It features all the same actors. Uh, and what's interesting is seeing how the director took the, um, the ideas and themes in that 17-minute movie and sort of expanded them into the, uh, the feature-length film, The Way He Looks. Um, I really, really love this movie. It sounds awesome. It's super, it's charming, it's really sweet, and super heartfelt. Um, sort of, uh, a traditional coming out, coming of age story with the additional challenges that, um, Leonardo faces as a blind kid. So, um, <clears throat> I highly recommend The Way He Looks, uh, if you haven't checked it out yet it's been it's been on netflix for a while now and uh, i've only just now gotten around to seeing it and i really really enjoyed it so cool. i highly recommend that one another one uh the last film i want to recommend this week is a movie called akron or akron akron as in ohio um <laughs> <laughs> and not like some space alien no, no a robot <laughs> no not, not my fancy pronunciation okay akron is a melodrama about benny and christopher who are two kind of nice, average, everyday uh, freshmen in college, and they meet, uh, and there are immediate sparks. And the story is about um, them uh, falling in love. The only problem is, is that something in their family's past, um, uh, something you know, deeply troubling, uh, uh, essentially uh, keeps them apart. Um, uh, I, well, I'm not going to go into detail about what this, you know, uh, difficult issue is. No spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> Even though the, the difficult issue between these two families is literally the very first scene in the movie. Um, uh, it's the drama in the film doesn't come from the fact that they're two boys in love. It comes from the fact that there were these challenges that their families faced, you know, uh, several years earlier. So I highly recommend it. It's a really um, 
terrific drama. I think the two leads are really exceptional. Uh, and um, despite the difficult subject matter, it does have a happy ending. <laughs> so I do recommend Akron. It's a really good movie. Nice. You had a good run this week of movies. I did. I'm proud of myself. I, <laughs> I picked three good gay movies in a row. That's kind of hard sometimes. Sometimes, uh, yes. Yeah, so I recommend all three of those. You can rent or stream most of them on all of your favorite services. I happen to watch all three of these on Netflix. We'll have uh, links in the show notes to both Netflix, and if I can find them on Amazon, I'll link them up there too. Cool. Awesome. In Somewhere on Mackinac by Jeff Adams, Jordan Monroe travels to Mackinac Island for the Somewhere in Time fan celebration weekend. Once there, he becomes attracted to local stable owner Miles Coulter. When Jordan learns the stable's in trouble, he wants to help despite Miles' resistance. As their relationship grows, he dreads the issues that face them. Can they forge a love as timeless as the romance in their favorite film? Find out in Somewhere on Mackinac by Jeff Adams. Available from DreamSpinnerPress.com, Amazon.com, and other ebook retailers. So I think that's going to do it for this week. Kind of a short show, uh, since neither one of us is talking really well this week. No. Uh, but coming up next week in episode 84, uh, Rick R. Reed will be here. He's had a lot of books come out this year, and we're going to talk about quite a few of them, including the one that he had come out earlier this month called The Perils of Intimacy. Mm-hmm. That should be good. Yeah. So, uh, short episode. Um, go watch those movies. Go check out Annabeth Albert. She's really awesome. And that'll do it. And watch Ninja Warrior and Nate and Jeremiah. <laughs> Do everything that we said in this episode. That's right. And you'll be happy. <laughs> anyway, until next week, guys, please keep reading and we'll talk at you later. For detailed show notes and the complete episode backlist, go to BigGayFictionPodcast.com. New episodes are available every Monday on all major podcast distributors and YouTube. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. 